Welcome, 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 friends, to the Solar Transfusion. I'm here with my guest host, Molly the Beagle, snoring below me. And today I want to just do a short session, a little invitation to participate with us in the Solar Transfusion. And so uh, let's have some fun. Are you ready? Giddy up. episode. Kind of a short, brief little session that will engage you with the story of eating lunches in Paris, going on the metro, and building community through diffraction. So one of the things that's popping up in a lot of my discussions, I've got my notebook with me and, and I was out for a long walk today and listening to podcasts. I was listening to 99% Invisible, of course, excellent podcast. And I was listening to The Last Archive, yet another excellent uh, podcast. And the two of them, one was tied to libraries and the idea of the way that kids interact with libraries. What is to be measured, what is to be archived, and what is to be saved. And The Last Archive, building right off of that is this interesting show that really asks about what are facts and and what is real anymore in today's world i'd highly recommend listening to both 99 percent invisible and the last archive i'll put links in in the show notes all of this brought me to my notepad because in years past you know i've, I've been in the the world of solar education and, and I really firmly believe that what we're talking about in solar has to do with people and communities and place and time and context. And that the technologies actually wrap themselves around and through and entangle themselves with where we are and when we are and, and how our communities work together with place. Because a lot of what we're talking about is particularly important to communities at the margins. Most of us are doing the best that we can just to make ends meet. No savings, no safety net, just community, just place, just family. That's basically all we have. It means that we look to strange places for value, for metrics of, of, of are we doing okay? Are we succeeding? Are we whole? The interesting thing for me is when I think about the world out there and I think about the rich value systems that come when you connect to a place, you know, when you're in a place that sings to you. Back in 2005, 2006, my partner and I were both living in Paris and we were living in the 13th arrondissement the 13th district. It was wonderful. It sung to us. We can't wait someday to dream, to believe that we could go back there. And the, the context of the place and the time and the community that, that is built into that place 
was really amazing because, you know, right next to where we were living is, is a community neighborhood called uh, La Butokai. And La Butokai is this kind of cool little neighborhood on the hill where we met friends and where we got good food and, and things like that. Right, adjoining to the La Butokai, I would get on in the metro uh, at Place d'Italie, which is one of these big subway stops. And you'd get on at Place d'Italie, and you'd take the metro south, and you'd go to one of the suburbs, Thiers. There, I would go to a laboratory at the CNRS, the CNRS, which is a national laboratory system spread across France, much like our national lab system, and I was a solar researcher there. So this really does tie into solar research. And and it was a wonderful experience, very classic, um, gosh, functional, but they're, they're definitely not designed to be something outstanding. These are cold buildings in the winter, hot buildings in the summer, uh, very socialist, communist kind of feel in the structure, like a brutalist sort of design so so you would think that you know you left the 13th where everything was rich and vibrant and and there was a shopping mall right next to where we were at and a, and a movie theater and a bakery just around the corner and and cars zipping around and, and it looked vibrant and wonderful but where community was for me where community was was at work and the ties in the solar field were developed through a year's worth of lunches. Because if you're working in a lab system, you're you're at the lab for the full day, you have lunch in a cafeteria. Having lunch in a cafeteria really needs to happen with your lab. It, it's, it's an essential part of connecting. And I remember that because sometimes I would skip going to lunch and I would go back to talk with expats and I'd say, you know, I'm feeling like I'm like the people in the lab are distancing themselves from me. And they said, yeah, go, go back to lunch with them. It's a time to build trust. It's a time to talk about yourself and to connect with another person. So these repeated events of lunchtime conversation were, were actually a, a grounding point for making connection, making community, building trust, building reciprocal relations among the lab. Right? And we were researching photovoltaic materials, new photo at the time, new uh, cadmium telluride and, and cadmium sulfide, and, and all working in a fume hood with electronics and wires and electricity flowing through, and you're depositing thin films on transparent electrodes, right? and, and you're using x ray diffraction to kind of quantify, to measure, to, to touch these materials that you were manufacturing, that you, you were depositing as a thin film. And x-ray diffraction works. The, the function of a diffraction pattern is to output peaks of information that are measured in reciprocal space. Now remember in the first episode, I had mentioned the importance of reciprocal space and the fact that as you go close to, to the central point, you get a, a very intense beam that's not necessarily very useful in terms of, of the detailed information that you're looking for. And in my case, because I was looking at uh, tin sulfide, some layered materials, you would be in this space taking a measurement, not knowing if the measurement was going to be what you were looking for, but you measured it anyway. 
The idea is the repeated events mattered. Showing up and repeatedly going in and, and repeatedly engaging with the space, engaging with the materials, it was a co-creation of an experience. And so we shouldn't be surprised that lunches and repeatedly going back to the lunches and repeatedly going across English and French back and forth and to talk about political issues, to talk about anything but work, in fact, over lunch. That was key. And so it leads me back into an important statement that I'll be using a lot as the podcasts move along. And it's, it's, a, it's called a chiasmus. This is a rhetorical tool that basically takes a statement and then flips it and reverses it and creates a new statement in the other direction. For me, the chiasmus is we measure what we value and we value what we measure. We measure what we value and we value what we measure. It actually creates this loop, this repeating loop that, that in and of itself, in a systems kind of perspective, is, is a, a, an amplifier. And the cool thing here is that over the years, over the time of working with communities, working from France to Wisconsin to Pennsylvania to Burkina Faso in West Africa, we kept on measuring and valuing and measuring and valuing and valuing and measuring until I started noticing that what I was talking about by measure is really taking notice taking notice of something and, and, and taking notice sufficiently that it becomes a part of the archive it becomes a part of the solar archive or it becomes a part of the cultural archive of you and that association with that place. That's measurement. So measurement doesn't have to mean I get out a tape measure and, I'm, and I calculate a number for how long my table is. Measure is to touch something, to make something, to take note of something, to take note of something that you value. Because in this case, value is not an ideal. Value is not talking about some core essential ideal, like a platonic ideal of love or of good or bad. Those would be binaries, good and bad, right? And I'm a non-binary person. I'm your transgender host. So I'm going to flaunt that and say, nope, what we're talking about when we say values is what are we investing our bodies in? Values are bodily investments. So by investing in caring for my children, I am performing, I am demonstrating that I value them. And you don't need to hear me say that I value them because I'm doing the walk, not just talking the talk. So if measure is this broader sense of engaging and, and taking notice of and shared. That process of noting and recording and sharing is in fact a bodily investment. The fact that I am sitting here talking to you is my own bodily investment into something that I believe in, which is community, which is 
growing the solar archive, which is telling stories of light, power, and difference. And by valuing something, I am doing an intentionality of measurement that is authentic, that is a bit scary. You know, I, I feel quite vulnerable developing a podcast when I've spent so many years of my life just engaging students in an engineering classroom setting. But I, I want to take the measure that I have invested so many years of my life in. And I want to value those measurements and, and really seek out among you, the listeners and the patrons. I think the best part of the solar transfusion is yet to come is going to be something that emerges as you participate with me. Because I want to include your stories your margin-to-center approach to stories of light, power, and difference. And we're going to take that diffractive approach. We're going to be looking not at the center, but we're going to be looking to the margins. We're going to be looking to diffractive thinking, looking to the differences at the margins, knowing that they matter, and they matter the most to us in the solar transfusion. So, the beautiful thing about living in France is, of course, the food. And you know, to have a cafeteria that serves amazing meals on a regular basis, and yet they're still cafeteria meals, and to be connected with people in that meal setting, that repeated event of meals and, and, and culture and conversation and discussion. I am seeking that out every day. So I really do invite you to come to us. Send me a direct message on Instagram. I'm at Heliotactic. That's H-E-L-I-O-T-A-C-T-I-C on Instagram. Heliotactic on LinkedIn. Reach out tell me you've got a story you want to tell. I'm really going to want to hear from you. You know, give me a note. Tell me who you want to shout out to. Who lifted you up? Who repeatedly showed up for you and, and incentivized you to show up for others? A key person, a mom, an aunt, a, a teacher, a cousin, somebody who believed in you, somebody who met with you. And to measure that, to, to note that through a shout out would be great. It'd be so fun. That has become a nugget for we measure what we value and we value what we measure. And I want to hear your measures, your values coming through as a shout out. Person or place, something that was regenerative for you, send me a note. I'm looking forward to it. That's all I've got for today, friends. Welcome again to the Solar Transfusion Looking forward to next week when we will be dropping a full episode two. And hopefully, we'll see you here on the Solar Transfusion. Remember, friends, if you're here, you belong. Giddy up. All right, all right. So, this soundtrack that you're hearing is Giddy Up 
It is by Rick Hirsch. Composer extraordinaire, performed by Rick Hirsch's Big Old Band. Be sure to check out a copy of that. We should have it linked up on our homepage on Patreon. Be well, friends. <laughs>